What's up, everybody? Hello and welcome to episode number 141 of the VK Bros. With the VK Bros, Jason and Alex Von Cannell. How you going, Al? I'm good. You good? That's good, good, mate. That's good. I'm good. That's great. We're starting a little bit later than we normally do uh, this week because my kids are a little bit sick and decide not to go to sleep. So as they always say in show business, do not work with children or animals. And as my children are little animals, I'm probably breaking that rule four times over, really, when you count the two kids up. But we're there. We got there eventually. To be fair, it probably did help me because I did get a lot of XP in Hell Let Loose whilst I was waiting. So, oh, very, very, yeah. very important. Very that's, important. That's the difference. So, you, like, you've got the kids. I was acting like a big kid. Um, that's the difference. Yeah, and you're, like, killing zombies or something, I'm assuming, in that? No, 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 no. It was a World War Two simulator. Oh, World War Two simulator. Oh, well, probably um, a, a pretty good simulator to be playing at the moment. Might learn some skills that you can apply over the next coming months. Might need to use it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Very different. More, mostly uh, Western Europe. Yeah, yep. Not Eastern, Eastern, Far Eastern Europe. Yeah, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Well, is it Europe? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's being debated at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the world is sort of uh, splitting apart at a rate of knots at the moment, isn't it? Uh, let me, speaking of, let me punch this up as the first quick, 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 quickie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've just got a couple of little finance tidbits. Yeah, cool. That I thought I'd throw up. Uh, breaking. Uh, Brazil's uh, President Lula uh, has called on developing countries to work towards replacing the US dollar with their own currency in international trade. Uh, in March, really China and Brazil reached a deal to trade in their own currencies, ditching the US dollar as an intermediary. So we, we spoke about, like, we knew that they were talking about it, but it looks mm-hmm. like it's, the deal's been done. What's really interesting about that being Lula is, from what I have heard, there was a lot of conjecture about the last Brazilian election. Um, and we, mm-hmm. we spoke, I can't remember if we spoke about this on the podcast, but much like the last... American, uh, the US election, there were protests in the streets for literally months after the last election because they were convinced that there was uh, voter fraud in this election. And the reason being that Lula, who is the current president, he was actually the president before the previous president, which was Bolsonaro. So Bolsonaro got, um, uh, got beaten by Lula at the last election. But prior to that, Lula was the president, and he only ta- had the presidency taken off him because he got put in prison on corruption charges. Not just corruption charges, but potentially the biggest corruption charge, like a world record for corruption. Yeah. So that's why a lot of the Brazilians were like, uh, we don't want this criminal running the country, and we think that the match has been fixed at last election and a lot of people have been saying that like Lula's got all these links to the World Economic Forum like a lot of people have been saying that he's a WEF puppet sort of thing so to have him pushing forth on something like this which really is a bit of a WEF sort of play of uh, you know we've created this globalised world which now we're sort of trying to break up and cause a lot of turmoil within that Mm. yeah it's just very interesting very interesting indeed I, I have some Brazilian friends and I asked them what they thought and I would say my friends were lefty mm-hmm. and they love Lula and they love the fact that he 
was basically like Brazil's Robin Hood. He stole from the rich, gave mostly to himself, but he gave some of it to the people. He was a bit <laughs> like El Chapo, you know, would go and build playgrounds and things for yeah. the kids. Yeah. Using drug money. Well Lula stole and uh and made life better for Brazilians. So I thought that was I thought that was Yeah, that's an interesting take, isn't it? So I'll cut, I'll go to the next thing, just another little little titty tiddly tiddly bit, which is we've got a new milestone for Bitcoin. Over thirty thousand US dollars. Right, and rising. So currently thirty thousand seven hundred dollars. Yep. Now I don't like this. Every time I refresh my, <laughs> it's so funny. Okay, I so I've been in crypto since 2016, mm-hmm. and I used to ride these massive waves, you know, euphoria, and then and then just like complete sadness and depression. And now when it goes up, I'm like, oh, I don't like this. Like I just <laughs> want to see it red because I'm, I'm just a buy now. I don't sell. I only buy. I just buy, buy, buy. Yeah. And I buy when it's cheap. And she ain't cheap now. It's just going like at, at a rate of knots. But now, you kind of have to get your payoff at some point, don't you? Nah, not when you don't need it. So I've got like I, I have an income. I use the income to buy the bullshit stuff. Yep. And I and I, my strategy is to just buy whenever I've got spare cash. I just buy Bitcoin. Yep. And um, I'm running out. Of my goal was to have like a one full one by my birthday and I've got money sitting on the sidelines I could pull the trigger and do it now but I just can't justify it on these big stonking green candles mm. just can't do it now yeah because uh, what was that low figure there like it's it's oh that's yeah. a day hold on go um let's go for the last month it was twenty four thousand dollars if we go yeah, three wow. months it was twenty thousand if we go for the year uh the bottom was fifteen thousand six hundred yeah, and I own yeah, some at sixteen grand. Yeah, nice, nice. I was checking how your boys uh, have gone on oh, yeah. their Bitcoin stash, and they are up. <laughs> Everyone's up except mum and dad, who decided to buy it when Koshi told them to at yeah. sixty something thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone. I, I bought some up, expensive bitty, but I've bought some very cheap bitty too. So I'm the same. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just like you. I'm just going to hold it for a long time. And with all the inflation that we're experiencing, there is mm. no way that it can go down. Well, okay. So this is where I want to show you one slide first before I show you the one that fits in with what you just said. Yep. Okay. So here's the fear and greed index for Bitcoin. Can you just zoom uh, it in see- a little bit, please? Yeah. Oh, it's not doing it on my screen. Uh, yeah, weird. It's, it's yeah, it's just doing the graph. That's okay. Okay, so uh, basically it's at 68 uh, or 100, mm-hmm. which is greed. It's not the most greedy, but it is very greedy. Yep. The last time we were this greedy was, well, really, it was at the bottom of like this last pump in 2021. Yeah. Um, so the fact that the market's got confidence, to me, this is fake. This shouldn't be happening. Mm. It's... Well, and now you you just said safe harbor, right? Yeah. Because of all the stuff, which I I agree with. A lot of people don't, because this also happened, uh, which oh, I think I know why this is doing this. Hold on, does this is this better? If I got that, is that better? Uh, yeah, it's just really big now. Just zoom it out a little that. bit. There you go. Okay, so 
Uh, gold is just a few dollars away from hitting an all-time high. It actually did hit. That was 14 hours ago. It has since hit its all-time high. Yep. That's the true safe harbour. Gold is the true safe harbour. Yeah, I, I think people are... Yeah, sorry. Gold is probably the safe harbour. Bitcoin is a relatively safe harbour with a much higher upside than gold. Yeah, and what a lot of people are saying, though, is... is um, the the gold they think nation states are buying all the gold whereas right. it's probably private and institutional investors buying bitcoin yep and unfortunately bitcoin has more so followed nasdaq so whatever the nasdaq's doing bitcoin mm-hmm. seems to be in lockstep with and we've seen some green in the um like on the stock market recently but Gold to be at an all-time high is not surprising, given everything that's going. Which, mm-hmm. what I like about it is, when we've been talking about this for three or four weeks now, we haven't really seen the big upticks that it should have, given that the wheels are falling off the Western financial system. So that means or signal. Bitcoin in everything. So right. like, remember how like we, nothing really dipped as much as we're expecting mm. because of the amount of turmoil that should have been in the markets. This now is showing that people are now trying to find a safe place for their money. Yeah, and it it does, like when you really sort of think about it, you go, okay, let, let's say that, I think what you said is correct, where it's nation states buying the gold for safe harbour and it's institutions buying the Bitcoin because at the end of the day, institutions are still investing and trying to make money. Mm. Whereas the nation states are probably just trying to, you know, secure their wealth. Yeah, hedge, yeah. Yeah. And if you were an institution looking around going, okay, what does the world look like now? Well, there's no cheap finance anymore. So there's no more cheap money left. Mm. So what what parts of the financial world were propped up by cheap money? Primarily tech stocks. And tech stocks were the big money maker over the last decade. So I think no, a lot of people... Maker high valuation i wouldn't say money maker they didn't make any money sorry i would say well tech stocks did like the the they stock itself money. made money yeah but the, they had an increase in value but i, I would say the tech yeah the, i'm talking about as an investor so you invested yeah, yeah. in and you made money out of the stocks that you purchased yeah um and but that that cheap money's gone so you've sold your mm-hmm. tech stock because they're they're all gone downhill and you're looking around, and I mean, the only real businesses that are going super well at the moment are the ones that kind of already have been before this shift happened. Like it's your, you know, your mining stocks, they were, they were always doing well beforehand. Your uh, military industrial complex like stocks, they were still already doing pretty well. I, I was having beers with friends. Uh, sorry, I, mate, I meet them every week. We talk about trying and solving all the problems, trying to solve all the problems of the world, and we had joked about how crazy these valuations of some of these tech stocks were when they've never made any money, and nor do they have any pathway to profitability. Yeah. And we said that this won't last. Like there will be a point where they'll need to, like your business has to have fundamentals. You have to be able to sell a product or a service. Yep. You have to be making it for a profit, and you have to show some growth. Yep. And Unfortunately, prior to this, in the in the bubble, in the 2020 bubble, with all this free money, 
it was growth at all sto- at, at, at all costs. At all costs, the yeah. company just wanted to get big, 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 and they actually forgot the fundamentals of business. So now, anyone that was just anyone that's got a solid business that's making money, you're going to kill it. You'll be fine. Yep. But if you're on that old model, and uh, there's there's buzz around about uh, a Meta employee, uh, HR manager that was on one hundred ninety thousand dollars a year. And she started, and she was told to sit in the corner and do nothing. So really? just hiring. Yep. Yep. Yeah, well. Remember, and I think they spoke about it on Rogan with um, Schellenberger. Yeah. Talked about that lady that was on TikTok saying, "Oh, this is my day of yeah, uh, yeah. work in Twitter." They all got. They'll just. They'll go buck wild. <laughs> yeah. And, well, and they've all lost their jobs, right? And because yeah, so how many true. how many tech jobs have been scuttered in the last six months? Would it be fifty thousand? Oh, yeah, at least. At least. least. Between Amazon, Meta. It's funny. Do you know what they're doing with it? With the number, they keep saying a new number, not cumulative. So they'll say 12,000 people went from Meta. Yeah, Yeah. that's the third time. Yeah, yeah. And, And listeners, remember back when Twitter was the first tech company to scud some staff and what the blowback was in the media around that? And then look at, particularly look at Amazon and look at Meta since then. And they have gotten rid of probably three to four times more staff than what Twitter did. And you barely even hear about it. Yeah. Yeah, it is wild. Yeah. So sorry, Uh, I was just getting back to what I was saying. Like, I'm just going, and look, I'm not, I'm not a, a, an expert on investing, but when you look around the marketplace and you go, where can I invest my money where I'm going to get some form of return, it's relatively safe, but I'm not already investing in something that's probably either already at market value or at an inflated market value. And I think that might be where why you're seeing that spike in Bitcoin. Because I just don't see many other areas in the in the marketplace that you can invest now and like like I don't see anything that's anything that's not doing well now that's about to. Do, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, totally. So there's what you're saying is like people are trying to find a place to put the money because there. I still think there is some free money still in the system. Yeah. And and people and I know I, I got excited. I was really I was looking through my portfolio through the week and I was like, man, I really made. I the mistake I made is I got excited when I when I I sold my properties and I'm like I've got to get the money to work somewhere. I just put it to work straight away yeah. and if I would have just waited you know and, and found the correct time to do it you know I would have been up 10% so it yeah, makes a big difference potentially yeah and that's why you I know, think a lot of people have sort of been forced to do that yeah I, I think everyone at least you know if you talk to Warren Buffett he'll say it's time in the market as opposed to timing the market so sure. yeah like you look you may, may if you timed it slightly better maybe you would be up a little bit more but you could have also been worse off. So, who yeah. knows? I'll just flash this up real quick. Uh, this is, again, I like this um, Genevieve. She's, she's great. And this is an interesting graph from the 1970s inflation waves. And basically saying that it came in three, in three waves. Mm. And she thinks we're just going over the hump of the first. Yeah. Uh, which I find interesting because... There's no, I mean, the financial regulators, you know, our reserve bank here, our government, they can only do 
so much. Yeah. So you have to, and you also nothing's going to change anything overnight. You have to, you know, you have to let these things figure themselves out, and it will take time. It's not mm. just going to be six months and it's all sorted. I still think, I still think with especially here in Australia, right? I still think we've got this big gap between there's people that want staff to do. Uh, need more staff to get the job done. Yeah. I also think there's a lot of people that shouldn't be in jobs now that are. Mm. And they'll get flushed out. To, yeah. You know, because this big American wave that's happening now, we'll be six months behind them. Yeah. And it's interesting too, because like a lot of people have been saying, and like even the Reserve Bank sort of admitted this as well when they, they did the pause on the rate rises is they're saying that we haven't really felt the full brunt of what those rate rises will do yet. Yeah. And I think it will be a bit of a domino effect because one thing that has been in the news a lot recently is the amount of builders that have fallen over, leaving unfinished homes and projects. And like, I think the most recent one or something like 1500 homes they had under contract, which now they're sort of, you know, there's this mad scramble with administrators and other companies trying to come in to attempt to finish these things. And some I'm sure will fall sort of to the wayside. And that sort of issue has a, a pretty long, uh, far-reaching cumulative effect, right? Like, not only if uh, are you affecting those homeowners who've put money in who now don't have a ha- house to live in, who then have to stay in the rental market, for example. Yeah. Like, if you're renting yeah. a house while you're waiting for yours, well, that's extra time that that rental's not back on the market. We already know mm-hmm. there's a rental crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, if some of those homes don't get finished, well, that's just a straight-up house, which is out of the market. Uh if some of those homes don't get finished, you've how many subcontractors are you potentially putting out of business? Because a lot of subbies, like a lot of people know subbies who've, you know, they end up going bankrupt because of these sorts of things happening because they've already gone and dollared up and they've bought all the materials and they've done their jobs. And then the building company goes tits up and they're left holding the bag. And they're listen- the ones that get hit the worst. The developers yeah. are usually fine. The, um, the like the big contracts they're usually fine yep. the building companies usually fine it's the contract it's the, the subbies that get screwed yeah. over that's right so you know there's that and then when you when you roll all that stuff in together and then the effect on the economy all those sorts of things too like that will have a pretty far-reaching effect you're going to have a lot of people who now have less money to go out and spend in the economy and i think that's yeah. probably one of the reasons why inflation generally comes in those waves because you know that the government's going to try to avoid going into recession too. Yeah. And we can't be that far off, really. So if we, But if we keep doing what we're doing, we are going to hit a recession. So I would not be surprised at all if they raise rates one or two more times and then they start pulling rates back because they're worried about the recession, but then the inflation starts going back up again and then you probably lose a bit more control of it and then it... You know, and then you have those same three waves that you've seen back there from 1970. This is the part I don't understand. Give us a recession. Like, well, a recession is defined by three quarters of negative growth. I think it's two, isn't it? Well, it depends. Two consecutive quarters of negative growth. All right, two consecutive quarters of negative growth. Yeah. That's what we need. Just do that. And say that we've got a recession. Say we need a recession. And then yeah. let's have a recession. Don't go... Don't try and teeter... Because you just make it worse in the long run, you end up in a recession yeah. anyway. Yeah, I know. Um, I, I don't know. Oh, sorry. I do know. 
the whole reason why we never do it is because we play politics with too much of this stuff. Yeah. No one wants to be the government that gets put into a recession. Whereas if you are the Labor government right now, you have the world's best opportunity to go, hey guys, we inherited the worst economy ever, which in their in like in fairness, they, they did. Have, yeah, correct. Yeah. And I know one of the biggest problems they'll be having right now in the back room is Labor has a reputation for not being able to handle the purse strings. So now if they, you know, if we go into a recession while Labor's in charge, then it, it, it sort of, you know, it. the narrative continues, right? So they'll not be wanting to do that. But, you know, they would have the best opportunity to go, guys, we've looked at the books. We're, we're, we, need, we need a great reset of, of the Australian economy. We need to go through recession because it's the only way that we're going to be able to tame this inflation. To be fair, Jim Chalmers has been saying it like that. Okay. So he's like, we've yeah, we've inherited a turd, and there are things that we're going to have to do that people aren't going to like, but yep. we have to do it. So he, uh, I've actually been quite impressed with how he's, uh, how he's managing it at least publicly. Yeah. Um, they've already talked about you know the, there's a tax, um, there's a tax concession that's being that runs out for low-income earners, and right. they've already said that they're not going to extend it. And so the, low, the, the low-income tax offset. So that's yeah. the thing that they're not going to extend. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. sucks. So I've seen... I haven't seen much from Jim Chalmers recently. I've seen a few things, though, and I agree with you. He does tend to say a lot of the right things, and at least he gets mm. his talking points right. I do have big concerns about him and uh, his vision for our economy in the future because he has said multiple times that... I can't remember the exact term he calls it, but it's something like... Um, uh, it, it's basic, it basically sounds like woke capitalism. Like it's essentially a an economy run... A capitalist economy, but run on like ESG type values. And right. that's, that's his vision for our economy in the future. And that, that's the sort of stuff that concerns me. And like when, you know, the reason why I giggled when it's like, oh, okay, so you're going to cut the low income tax offset. Uh, that's, I think it's about a thousand bucks a year that low and middle income earners yep. receive back. You know, that will make a considerable difference to people whose mortgage has gone up by $10,000 in the last 12 months or... I don't mean per month, I mean per year. Like that $1,000. Yeah, shop's at least... gone up 30%. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that's the stuff yeah, that really help the, the, the poor people who you would assume is kind of the Labor voter or the at least the traditional Labor voter. Yeah. Um, but meanwhile, like I don't, like they, I, I've seen so much stuff recently about this continuous push towards renewables. And like, I get it. That's your that's your baby, and it's the it's the right thing to do in your opinion. I understand that, but if you're if you're any family, right, and you've got something that you really want to do as a family, but then the economy's going fucked and you can't afford it right now, you just delay it a little bit. Like you, you solve your current issues yeah. and and you get your 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 ducks in a row, and then you make the big purchase. And the fact that we're not doing that concerns me. Yeah, and I've said to you on this show heaps of times, I still think there's way too many people out there who are so aloof from what's happening in the 
in the financial world. Yep. They're not. They don't want to hear bad things. Yep. Uh, I I said it in, in a. Uh, I was in a dealership, and I'm like, it's going to get really tough this year. I'm like, oh, don't say that. Like, no, it's fine. Don't say that. Yeah. Like, we're going great. I'm like, yeah, you're going great now. Yeah, it's just head in you the know, sand. It's absolute head in the sand, and and um, it pays to be patient, and it pays to be smart. Yeah. Um, and I just think there's there's some of that that isn't happening. Here's a couple of stats for you, uh, which I saw uh, on Mark Bo- Mark Boris share them today. Uh, this what what month are we in March? I can I can never get these. Oh, it's April. Right. No, I have no. no idea. So March March this year there was yep. only seven thousand new home buyers who entered the market. That is half of what entered the market last year in March. There was fourteen thousand last year. So first home buyers have cut in half in 12 months time. And that makes sense. Rates, you know, we know how much the increase in rates has decreased the borrowing power or the buying power of those those people. Um, another one that he said was that the average age of a first home buyer 15 years ago was 21 years old. Mm-hmm. The average age of a home buyer today is 31 years old. And that is increasing year on year on year. Yeah, and you know when when we're going to go and incentivize it even more, and when when they're yep. going to you know they're talking about allowing you to use your super to buy a house, and all it's yep. going to do is drive that price up. And, and, and like government... I have said, if you are young, if you unless you're going to start a family really early, don't do it. Go and park your money somewhere else. Make yep. it work for you. Stay dynamic. Get like work your way through your uh, like get promotions shop your wage, uh, get poached, make yourself valuable, invest your money, learn learn about finance, like do those things because yeah. you don't need, a, like a house does not make you rich. A house does not make you money unless you're buying them buying them cheap, renting them out for high, yeah. and selling them for high. That's the only way they make you money. If you're buying yeah. a house for, your, for you to live in, it's a liability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we get on? Can we move on to the next subject? Yeah, th- this is probably the most important subject we want to speak about today, guys, because there's there's some very interesting things happening in America at the moment. So have you got a resource that you want to start off with, Alex? Mm-hmm. I want to start with this video. Yeah. I don't know how to get this. Um, I don't know why this is all squat. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Actually, I think I do know. So while Alex, is, Alex sorts his stuff out, just to give you a bit of a lead in, uh, obviously one of the stories that has come out over the past week has been the leaking of mili- like um, classified military documents uh, on the war in Ukraine and Russia. And there's a lot of conjecture out about it at the moment because the Pentagon essentially came out and said that uh, they're neither confirming nor denying that they are legitimate documents because they're classified, they say they're not allowed to. But... They have uh, disputed two of the figures that were on those documents, which were the casualty numbers uh, from the Ukrainian army and also from the Russian army, because mm. the the documents they are saying are doctored to show that the Ukrainians have lost far more people than what uh, we have been told so far, and also that the Russians have lost far less people than what we have been told so far. And the, uh, the Biden administration has said that that's not accurate, but they haven't actually given any other numbers. Uh when this first came out, everyone just wanted to speak about the documents themselves and the information contained within those documents. But 
I just didn't really... So, a bit of backstory to yeah. the people that don't know what the documents were. Okay. Basically, someone had taken a photo of effectively a chart that was supposed to be highly classified showing all these stats about the war in Russia and Ukraine. Yeah. And some of the figures on there were, you know, we, we were told that the Russians had lost, like, was it 70,000 lives or something? I thought it was in the and hundreds. It might, might be in the hundreds. Yeah. Anyway, they said it was huge. And everyone, remember, everyone has gone like, oh, the Ukraine's holding their own. And like the Russia was so surprised. When, yeah. With, um, no, it's 250,000. So they, they, they thought it was 250,000 Russians that had died. That's what we've all been told. Mm-hmm. And this document, this document says like it's 16,000. Yeah. Which completely throws the narrative out. Mm-hmm. Now, to what Jason's saying is, we should be like, we should be processing that information. But all the media is talking about now is who did it, what do we do with them, how do we get them, and just just for a little bit more of um, background information, these were posted over a month ago on a mm. Discord channel. Uh, that so I use Discord. It's for a lot of gamers use it yeah. uh, for voice chat and there's all these Discord groups. It's been up there for a month. They only yeah. cared now because it made it to like some Telegram pages and things like that. Yeah, it was in a Minecraft Jason, dis- Discord channel. Yeah, but Jason had actually called this. I think he called it on this show of what angle that they were going to take uh, with after the release of this. And this video that I'll show now kind of says what Jason said. So I'll bring it up. This is uh, Breaking Points. And I think, whoop, I think he does a... Where am I? That's the wrong one. Uh, I think he does a great uh, breakdown mm. of this. Let's go to the next part here, uh, which extends to what the fallout from this is going to look like. Let's go ahead and put this up there on the screen. Quote, U.S. intelligence agencies may change how they monitor social media chat rooms after missing leaked U.S. documents for weeks. Quote, President Biden and other officials were dismayed when they learned the docs had been online for at least a month. Nobody is happy about this, said one official. The Biden administration is now looking at expanding how it monitors social media sites and chat rooms after U.S. intel agencies failed to spot Pentagon documents circulating online. So their response to this is now we need to crawl every Discord server, every private chat. Just watch. They are going to come after uh, they're going to come after encryption. They're going to look, be looking for even more backdoors into things like WhatsApp, into any private Reddit, private chat rooms. You should now assume everything is infiltrated outside of like Tor, Proton Mail, and I guess the Signal Protocol. Although I guess they can, you know, even try and go after that one. This is terrifying. I mean, they're really what they're talking about here is creating a dragnet for the entire internet to, just to look for classified information now i just want to pause it there because i this gave me a bit of a thought right mm-hmm. now forget the play like we know what the play is we've seen the play before they did it with they they do it with uh uh, uh counter-terrorism funding so that's why you can't do ten thousand dollars like they say it's for a thing okay to to produce to reduce crime and and really it's not for that because it doesn't do it okay it doesn't do what its intended purpose is mm-hmm but I had a thought of, isn't it fascinating that the answer, that we are quite, ex- like, we accept the answer of, oh, yeah, they should trawl the internet all the time, mm-hmm. instead of, how about we fix our internal processes so this stuff doesn't leak? 
Yeah. Wouldn't wouldn't it be easier to fix the Pentagon than it would be to fix the entire internet? Well, you might say that, except uh, the Pentagon has failed its audits five times in a row. So I don't I don't think there's really much fixing going on in the Department of Defense. Yeah, but using that argument, then yeah. you know, how can they be like? Why are we accepting that they're going to moder- like moderate the entire internet? Now you called yeah. this. You had said they're going to use this to uh, uh, to try and get rid of, like, to try and give us like a digital identity for the internet, to try and make ISPs like internet service providers responsible for the stuff that we put on, so they can monitor what we look at. Yep. Um, now, just just for the record, I am completely anti this. Like the internet, although it was an American invention, it ain't America's, right? Yeah, yeah. It should be open. It should be free. It it made the world extremely prosperous without the overreach of nation states. Yeah. So we need to we need to keep it open. Uh, let me just play a little bit more of it because he does sort of tee off a bit. Saga does tee off, and and I'm kind of with him. So just just before what? you can you continue on i just want to say when when the leaks first came out the things that piqued my interest were there was there was two main parts to it the first part was obviously that they they couldn't find who it was that had done the leak right they made it very very obvious that they couldn't find out who it was and we'll get to the reasons behind that later the second part was there was a, a specific element in there about china was saying it's a red line for them if any uh, NATO weapons are used to attack Moscow and that got a fair bit of airtime as well and just with all this anti-China rhetoric stuff that we've been hearing lately it just sort of piqued my interest a little bit but we'll I'll come back to those points later I'll let you continue on the video for now I learned in the history of the post 9-11 security state that's they never just stop there once they get everything then they'll be able to read metadata and pull to the extent that you know they don't even have this stuff they're going to possibly you know hire more people to trawl through gaming chat rooms and fort fortnite groups and all this stuff minecraft because that's where some of this originated they're literally talking about a massive extension of the u.s surveillance state and we all know it's going to happen and you don't even get to vote for it that's yeah. the most insane part yeah, of all they'll of just it. do it yeah. we'll never even hear about it until another brave whistleblower right. exposes how yes. <laughs> our civil liberties have been and what happens to these whistleblowers yeah, they get they get locked up for the rest of their lives, or they have to they they, they hide in um, in anti-American countries. Yeah, yeah, casually violated like over and over again, and then the media will demand they hashtag catch the traitor in order to reveal that person's identity as well. They say, according to one congressional official, the intelligence community is now grappling with how it can scrub platforms like Discord in search of relevant material to avoid a similar leak in the future. Now, they do have, at the very bottom of the article, they do have some, like, you know, people who actually, like, mildly care about civil liberties, uh, one of whom, a former intelligence official, said that if the administration tries to check online chat rooms more closely, it will have to navigate legal safeguards designed to protect Americans' privacy and freedom of expression. Watching a public chat room is fair game, but law enforcement agencies don't have the legal authority to monitor a private online chat room without probable, probable cause. Um, another person who was former general counsel of the NSA said, we do not have nor do we want a system where the U.S. government monitors private Internet chats. Now, these former officials may feel that this is mm-hmm. over the line, 
But we have seen many times how the U.S. government will find loopholes. I mean, one thing that they'll do classically is like, well, the government can't do it, but what if we hire a private contractor and they do it for us? So just on that, Snow- that's what Snowden leaked, is mm-hmm. that the government was using terrorism as an excuse to intercept every single piece of metadata that went through America. Yeah. And he said that dragnet approach has caused no, like, they ha- they haven't foiled any, uh, like, any terrorist attacks. attacks or anything. Yeah. Right? If anything, it was worse because they had to ramp these, um, you know, there was the story a couple of years ago about the FBI had, like, a team of 40 agents that were counterterrorism yeah. uh, agents. And they basically got so bored there was nothing to do they started uh, uh, um, incentivizing young uh, Middle Easterners to do bad things so that they had a job to do so they could That's go and right. pick them up and arrest them. Yeah. Like, this is what happens. Like, so this this really sucks. Uh, I've, got the, um, I've got the other... Um... So, sorry, before, before you move on, here's... Here's my take on this, and, and we're going to get to the Restrict Act because this is the biggest red flag for me when this story first came out. At the moment, uh, going through being debated in Congress is a thing called the Restrict Act, which we're about to read through. And it's because of that that my belief is that this leak is an inside job done on purpose for a few main reasons. Number one... It's to build support for the Restrict Act, which is what we're about to go through. Number two, it also maybe paints a more accurate picture of what is happening in the war in Ukraine on purpose, because I think the US is now trying to get itself an off-ramp, and after getting all of the public justification for all of the assistance to Ukraine... I think they're, they're now like, okay, we want to pull out of Ukraine because the, the money's been made, the contracts have been signed by all the big dogs like BlackRock and everyone to rebuild Ukraine. Uh, enough stuff's done. We want to go to China now. So now we need to start shifting public sentiment again back away from supporting our support of this war. So they, I think that's an element to it. And also the Chinese angle too is kind of like a, well... If Ukraine asks us for the the jets, which is what they're still asking for, they still want fighter jets, you know, that's China's red line and we can't risk escalating to get China involved in this on the Russian side, etc., etc. So that's why we can't do it. So in my opinion, I think that this is an intentional leak done by the US themselves and the only way that you can ever meet, maybe get a hint as to whether or not I'm right is, number one, I don't think they will find out who did it. No, until... they got him. They got him. They got him today. Oh, they got him. Yep. 21-year-old kid. Uh, works as a... Uh, I think he, he was a contractor for, um, uh, for the military. They picked him up. Interesting. Yeah. So I don't... I agree with the... I don't. I don't think it was purposefully leaked. I think now they're taking advantage of it. They're looking for something to happen that was like this. I'm not sure if it gives them an out of 
Ukraine. I don't think it's enough. If anything, it's a potential distraction as, as they try to coordinate it. I think they'll want out eventually. But at the same time, we know that America loves perpetual wars. So I don't think they're going to get out anytime soon. I think they'll stay there as long as they can. Yeah, okay. Interesting. I didn't know they picked up the guy. Yeah. Uh, they. I don't want to name the guy. Like, um, no. But it, it, yeah, I think it was, he's just a patsy so. anyway. Yeah, could be, could be. But, like, we know... Look, the, the fact that this happened over a month ago and no one gave a shit back then, like, how bad are your processes? How is scraping the internet going to fix the problem if you didn't even know yeah. that, you, like, you, you had a leak? Have, sort your systems out. The Pentagon's only small. The internet is huge and vast. Yeah, and the sort Restrict Act the is probably why it's now in the media. Let's bring that up. Let's yeah. bring that up. Um, you read. Uh, can yeah, you can you that? zoom in just a, just a touch? Uh, yeah, that'll do. All right, so the, the Restrict Act. What is the Restrict Act? And this is from uh, expressvpn.com because they've, they've actually got a vested interest in this. So what is a Restrict Act? The Restrict Act's full name is the Restricting the Emergence of Security Threats that Risk Information and Communications Technology Act. It is currently proposed legislation under consideration by Congress. The stated purpose of the act is to limit national security risks by allowing the Department of Commerce to review, block, and mitigate transactions involving foreign information and communications technology, or ICT, that pose undue risk. In other words, the act would make it easier for the US government to ban or force a sale of specific software or equipment from certain countries if it's deemed to pose a spying risk. So what countries' products would the Restrict Act affect? The bill applies to technology connected to... Sorry, unquote, just... Sorry. The... This... They were trying to push this using TikTok. Yeah. So I was saying I think that it the might TikTok... get into this a little bit later okay. on. But yeah, it's okay. essentially like the Restrict Act is all... Everyone has heard about how they're trying to ban TikTok at the moment, saying that, you know, tic, tr- the Chinese government's using TikTok to spy on its people, which is totally ironic, given everything that's come out of the Twitter files showing that the... Uh, American government was using every other social media platform to spy on everyone and censor everyone, etc. So this is being marketed as the anti-TikTok bill. Um, It will... So only six countries fall under the designation of a foreign adversary, which is China, which is including Hong Kong and Macau, Cuba, Iran, North Korea, Russia, and Venezuela. What types of technology are we talking about? The Act would give the government power to scrutinise just about any technology, from internet hosting services to satellite payloads to mobile apps, as long as they are used by more than 1 million people in the US. What does this have to do with TikTok? A lot. And the TikTok case explains why the bill has a strong support base. Many agree that there are particular privacy risks to using foreign-owned apps like TikTok. The US government's fear is that the Chinese government could force TikTok to provide sensitive data it's collected on American users or use TikTok's content recommendation algorithm to spread misinformation or propaganda. The US has tried to get TikTok to store its US users' data on domestic servers, and it's tried to force TikTok's parent company ByteDance to sell the platform, both to no avail. A ban is the last resort, and legally, it's not straightforward to do so. A few years back, President Donald Trump wanted to ban the app, but didn't have the authority to remove it from the App Store or Google Play. The Restrict Act is meant to give the government clear power to ban any app that could threaten American security. Uh, supporters of the bill want the government to have this power. That's uh, people... such a dumb line. Yeah, I know. 
Are people raising objections? Yes, there are various concerns surrounding the bill. The bill covers a broad range of technologies while giving the government the power to intervene under broad circumstances, such as where they see, in quotes, undue or unacceptable risk to the national security of the United States or the safety of United States persons, end quote. The Act could give the government too much power to ban apps and services that allow people to communicate, such as TikTok, thereby limiting freedom of expression. It could give the government too much leeway to control and censor information. Some media articles have raised an alarm over whether using a VPN to access services banned in the US could be interpreted as illegal based on the Act. This is based on sections describing services, in quotes, designed or intended to evade or circumvent the application of this act as being covered under the act. More on that next. So, does the Restrict Act make it punishable to use a VPN? First off, it's important to note that the Restrict Act is yet to pass into law, but the bill is written as vague, oh sorry, the bill as written is vague, covering a lot of ground with broad language. The sections that could be alluding to VPNs describe services, in quotes, designed or intended to evade or circumvent the application of this Act, as being in violation of the Act. It is unknown how this will be interpreted as far as consumer VPNs go. Media articles have reported that a spokesperson for Mark Warner, one of the leaders behind this bill, explicitly said that the punishments in the bill would not be used against ordinary citizens. Yeah, yeah we've right. heard assurances like this before. Yeah. This is the media statement from Warner, in quotes. Under the terms of the bill, someone must be engaged in sabotage or subversion of American communications technology products and services, creating catastrophic effects on U.S. critical infrastructure or interfering in or altering the result of a federal election in order to be eligible for any kind of criminal penalty. To be extremely clear, this legislation is aimed squarely at companies like Kaspersky, Huawei, and TikTok that create systemic risk to the United States national security, not at individual users. Now, if it was specifically aimed at them, you would name them in the act, but you don't. Yeah. We will continue to keep close eye on the bill's development and assess its potential impact on VPN use and encourage everyone to stay informed and take steps to protect their privacy online. So, this is the real reason why you are hearing about this information leak now. Because the US government is doing what they always do and they're trying to get public support to bring in a bill with completely vague and overreaching powers built into it under the false pretenses that it's just to, uh, to ban TikTok and for to keep American citizens safe. This is what people talk about when they say that um, the government is building a digital cage around its own citizens. Like, the only people who will be negatively affected by this bill are American citizens. Because mm -hmm. all, the only people it affects is American citizens and yeah. their ability to freely use apps that they see fit. Um, it will also create so many grey areas. For example, okay, it's only allowing... Oh, sorry, it's only restricting the use of apps that are, um, that are created by foreign entities. Well, does that include maybe foreign actors on, like, Facebook? So will they potentially censor anyone from an overseas nation on Facebook if they are saying something which may... Um, you know, whatever one of their buzz terms was, uh, cause crisis here's, or... Here's one for you. Will so said if it was an attack against critical infrastructure, yep. would you say that the US dollar is critical US infrastructure? Potentially. It's critical to could, the US, isn't it? Could this not be an attack on cryptocurrency? 
digital overseas absolutely could yep they could right. make it illegal for you to uh purchase or use cryptocurrency from a foreign yep. exchange yeah yeah absolutely and, and it's no and there's no exchanges like all the they're trying to wipe out all the exchanges they, yeah. this is just another this is just another like grab it like desperate grab at power yeah they are marketing it like it it is the tiktok thing and look do I think TikTok's a bad app? Yeah, I've never downloaded it. I've yep. said it from the beginning. Um, I know what they're doing with the data. I know it's no different to what they're doing with America. Like the American apps are doing the same thing. Yeah, I get it. But I don't think the Americans are smart enough to or forward thinking enough to manipulate societies as much as what I think the Chinese could do. Mm, I disagree with that. And well, I mean, there's evidence. I, I could TikTok's bigger, so they're better. Oh, you know I totally I mean? so understand like, that TikTok's bigger. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they do it more effectively. Um, I the fact that they they're going to use this leak and that no one is saying, "Dude, just plug the leak, yeah. plug the leak." Don't try and like yeah. once How it's on the internet, police your organization, not yeah. the country and the world. Yeah, the digital world, yeah. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, how many times do we have to see the same thing over and over and over again? Some bullshit mini thing happens and the government just takes advantage of it and uses it to literally build a digital cage around its own people. That's what's happening. Like, if this stuff continues to get passed through Congress, you have no options left. And And we already have it here. Like Absolutely. it got passed through during COVID, they yep. can they can take over your digital identity. They can start to entrap people on uh, on um, social media. Yeah, on social media, like yep. the Australians can already do it. That's so, right. like the, you know, there's a concerted effort to do this. Absolutely, and, and, the and thing you know, is... they, they tell you on the news to rat rat people out. Oh, is there anyone yep. that you know that's engaging in you know uh, uh, extremist rhetoric? Mm-hmm. Then report them. And that's and we thing. love that's... to report. We're, we're reporters. We love it. We yeah, love we're it. a bunch, we're of, Karens. bunch yeah. of Karens in a nanny state. But the other thing too is what you really need to consider is we saw how hard world governments overreached during COVID. They mm. took COVID. They use it as the excuse to literally control the movements of all of their people. And now we're experiencing all the negative after effects of it as we predicted we would see. The only reason why all this, all the bullshit stopped, the lockdowns, the mandates, etc., is because enough people could communicate with each other freely and openly, at least early on, yeah. to try to get a feel of what was actually going on. Yeah. Because all the governments were the spreaders of misinformation. The majority of misinformation came from government sources. And yeah, there was some red pill stuff which was whacked out crazy bullshit. I yep. get that. Like, I don't believe every single red pill argument that I read because that's ridiculous. Yep. That's just you being manipulated again on the other side. But the reality is that the majority of the misinformation during COVID came from the governments. And now we have the American government trying to take a step to stop people from being able to communicate freely, to assist them with their censoring efforts, which they've already had a fair bit of assistance in the last three years, which we've seen through yep. the Twitter files. That it's like they're just trying to they're going okay we had a crack with the pandy we did pretty well didn't last as long as what we were hoping where do we go wrong they've had a debrief and they're going okay these are the holes we need to plug before we try this bullshit again yeah and now they're just trying to plug the holes it's just like 
given the um the vaccine companies immunity up front this time that was one of the holes they plugged which they didn't have last time like it's just it's just a systematic review process and hey they're getting better and better at it but we need to stay aware of this stuff and speak about it openly and honestly and freely as, as long as we can get savvy on the internet too yeah like get you know learn a bit more about it understand how vpn works um like you'll see we we do this on uh, brave chat brave browser is a, has got security built uh and and um it's got some anonymity built into it um, yep. automatically and yeah you give up some of the cool features that the that you know the other um, products offer you yeah but they don't deserve your data like they monetize no. your data they make a fortune out of it and all you get is a gateway to the internet that's right it's not a fair exchange yeah and and for any of you who don't know the censorship is still happening like i saw an example of it uh yesterday so one of our favorites john campbell i don't know if you mm-hmm. saw this but he had a video up yesterday that had that got pulled down by youtube and i was fortunate enough to actually watch it before it got pulled down the video itself was about uh, the unfortunate case of a 14-year-old Japanese girl who who passed away after taking an mRNA vaccine and she was a victim of a thing called uh, multi-organ inflammatory syndrome. And they have done all the tests on this girl. They basically found rampant inflammation all throughout her, her whole body, including every organ, all of her muscles, everywhere. They also tested every organ in her body for covid antibodies to make sure they could rule out whether or not this might have been covid related she'd never been infected so she had no covid antibodies right so and and the you know we've spoken about how all the medical journals uh that we all trust and we're all prestigious well none of them have printed this this is actually in a legal medical journal which is like the whole point of of this legal medical journal it's literally uh literature that lawyers will be referring to in future cases it's like a coroner's report yeah well the coroner's report's in there and and it but but it's only been published in a legal journal not a medical journal because medical journals refuse to to publish this stuff which again is censorship right that's part of the censorship complex so john campbell has that video up for a day and that got pulled off by youtube so the censorship is still happening. Everyone wants to move on from COVID. And I half cop that. I, I really don't because I don't want to move on until people are actually held accountable and until we build structures which make sure this stuff doesn't happen again. Mm. But that's exactly the point. It is happening again. And it's getting worse. And as long as everyone wants to move away and just forget about COVID, they're not going to learn any lessons from it. Yeah. And it's, they're building the infrastructure around you in the meantime. So when it happens again, you won't be able to get the truth. You won't, like, um, we already saw stuff with Rumble. Like, uh, the French government tried to ban Rumble. Yeah. Right? Or, sorry, they tried to get Rumble to censor content. Rumble refused. So then the French government threatened to ban Rumble. Like, we're, we're not going to have access to these sorts of free platforms if we continue to let our politicians build these cages around us, we really, yeah. really need to be aware of it and do something about it. Yeah. Get savvy. Get savvy. For sure. On that note. Thanks for joining us, guys. See you next week. <laughs>